Well, good evening. Welcome to this gathering of Outfitter Church. I'm going to do a, a third pocket check just to make sure. Um, tonight is an incredible night. It's going to be a very, very, very different service than what we're used to um, because tonight we're going to celebrate what God has done in four people's lives. And, and the Bible calls us that when someone gives their life to Jesus, that, that we baptize them. And and so tonight is a baptism celebration. And so I'm honored that you're here. I'm honored uh, that, that we all get to be a part of what God is doing. And um, baptism so many times gets overlooked as just a formality. But, but as you'll see tonight, Baptism is, is marking someone off from the world, saying that I no longer belong to the world. I belong to God. And that's what baptism is declaring publicly. It doesn't save you. Baptism is only for those who've already been saved. And so what we're doing is we're symbolically proclaiming publicly that we no longer belong to the world. We, be, we belong to Jesus. And, and what we'll see also tonight is that each one of these people is, is making a covenant with Outfitter Church, that they're, they're going to be discipled by us and make disciples with us. And we as a church are going to covenant to them. Covenant is a Bible word that means promise, a very important promise. So we're making a very important promise, a covenant with them, that we're going to disciple them, that we're going to be spiritually responsible for their souls as long as they are a part of our family. And so... You can tell that I'm the pastor and I get distracted. I was supposed to welcome you and tell you where the bathrooms are, and I got really excited, okay? Um, if you do need the, 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 ba the baptistry, no, that's here. The bathrooms are uh, straight out to your back. Um, if, if you have kids, we have loud mics and a loud preacher. I can talk over them. But if they do get rowdy and you would like to maybe nurse or uh, just let them run amok, bounce through those galvanized doors is a room where they can do that, okay? Um, again, we are honored that you're here. And you're here because God brought you. I don't know why he brought you, but I know that God's doing something in your life. And we, we're excited to be a part of that. And so um, the way that tonight's going to work is we're going to have someone read a scripture and then each of these four folks have shared their testimony of how God changed their life on video. So we're going to watch that video, and then we'll do their baptism here. And, and tonight, I want you to celebrate. If you hear something in their story that pumps you up, I want you to say amen. I want you to clap, okay? Not too long, because they have a great rest of the story, okay? But maybe just one, right there. Um, and then when we, when we baptize them, I want you guys to erupt in celebration when they come out of this water, symbolically showing that God has forever changed their eternity. So, uh, and I turn it over to Shannon as we read some scripture. Acts 2, 37 through 38. When they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
I would say I was a single mom and chaotic right before um, I started going to church with a friend and then um, I guess I was lonely and whatnot and looking for something which is what brought me to church um, and then kind of like you do at the end of service he asked if anyone wanted to give their life to the Lord and I, we actually, he had us walk up front and so I walked up front and, and did that then. That was like 2007 when I was dating my now husband. So we went to church a little bit when we were dating and that's when I actually went and I was starting with a friend and then we started dating and that's when I did that. When I gave my life to him, um, I felt more at peace. I've not always stayed the way I should. I'm excited that I found um, Outfitter Church because you explain things in a way that helps me understand and understand being baptized and some of those things just to be closer to understand how to read the Bible, to understand the Bible, to learn how to be closer. I would say the biggest thing um, that has been amazing to me is my daughter was not a believer at all when we started coming to church and you have changed her mind. Going and just seeing that change in her has been amazing. So yes, um, I think it brings Tony and I closer together most of the time. Um, but when we started attending church, um, it almost creates a fight about going and what we need to do to get there, get kids ready, schedules, things like that. But I think it's amazing now that we both agree we're going to make it work no matter what. We're going and kind of a new change for our whole family. So I'm, I'm excited. God showed he loved me by sending his son to the cross to die for my, for my sins as well as everybody else's. I'm excited to be baptized now. I've always wanted to, but I didn't really understand what it all meant. And now I found a church and a family that I have learned the understanding and I'm super excited to be able to have that opportunity to be a part of this church and be baptized. My name is Joanne Waters and I've decided to follow Jesus. Amen. Come on up. Come on this way and face this way and scoot back just a bit. Huh? Not yet, not yet. Okay. I'll keep you up here as long as I can. Friends, this is our sister in Christ, Joanne Waters. Um, <laughs> Joanne, do you promise and do you covenant with Outfitter Church to be discipled by us and make disciples with us? Yes. Amen. In church, the, the response I want from you is, we will, um, whenever I ask you your question. So I ask you, Outfitter Church, do you covenant, make a deep promise with Joanne that you will disciple her and help her make disciples with us? We will. Amen. Okay, now you can sit. I'll come, I'll come down with you just so that you're not the only one suffering. Okay. Okay, <clears throat> all right, sister, I'll be fast. Based upon your public profession of faith in Christ Jesus, I'm now baptizing you, my sister, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death and raised to walk in newness of life. 
Amen. Sorry that the heater's not hot. Amen. Yep. I'll be reading Romans 6, verses 1 through 4. What should we say then? Should we continue in sin so that grace may multiply? Absolutely not. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Or are you unaware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. Amen. My life before Jesus Christ was um, mixed up with the wrong people, I guess. It's not like I did anything bad, it's just I hung out with people who didn't appreciate who I was and just controlled me and I've lost a lot of people because of that because I stopped letting people control me and I don't know, it was kind of stressful before and uh, I don't know, it was kind of hard because uh, I don't know my real dad and uh, I tried to reach out to him a couple times and so I, I emailed him, uh, I texted him off my mom's phone, I sent him letters and basically he told my mom that he didn't care about me and I wasn't his kid anyways so after that I kind of was like I asked Tony to adopt me so then he did adopt me. I don't know. It just. Before, it was kind of crazy <laughs> and hard. <laughs> so on Christmas Eve, um, Tyler was preaching to everybody. <laughs> and um, that's when I knew that God sent his son down to us and died on the cross for our sins. My life has been different. I don't know. Um, I guess I just, with like the terrible friends I had, they're not in my life anymore. And I don't let people like that control me anymore. My relationship is better with my mother now that I've started following Jesus and we've been going to church and we're doing better. <laughs> Baptism is important to me because it's symbolic because it's showing that I, I have a new life. I guess what excites me of being a Christian is that I'm going to be on a better path. And I'm going to have a better life. And I'm going to lead a good life. I'm Taryn Waters, and I decided to follow Jesus. Amen. Come right into the middle, and we'll face this way, and you don't have to sit down yet. Um, friends, this is our sister, Taryn Waters. This is um, Joanne's daughter and Tony's adoptive daughter. Um, and, and God is—we we believe that when God changes one person in the family, he's going to change everybody. 
Um, and, and we just celebrate that here just a few months ago, we, we even shared the gospel and you and I both talked. Like, this is the gospel. This is what God has done for you. And you're like, I understand that. I just don't believe it. And, and so we continue to pray for you and you continue to explore Jesus. Uh, and at Christmas Eve is when you said, all right, Jesus, I'm in. And so we celebrate that with you, sister. That is amazing. So based upon, uh, or actually, whoa, let me, let me back it up. Sorry, first time doing it at the hangar, getting a little nervous. Um, Taryn, do you make a covenant with our church that you want to be <coughs> discipled by us and you want to make disciples with us? Yes. Amen. And, and church, do you make a covenant, a deep promise with Taryn that you will disciple her and that you will help her make disciples with us? Amen. Okay, now you can sit. Okay. <laughs> Based upon uh, your public profession of faith in Christ Jesus, I baptize you now, my sister, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death and raised to walk in resurrection life. <laughs> Amen. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Um, very dark. Um, I was married and got divorced, went through a very rough patch. He was very abusive, very controlling. We were in the military, so I thought it was just wonderful because he was supposed to be my high school sweetheart. Yeah, it didn't turn out that way. Um, like I said, very dark with the domestic violence and everything. Um, I divorced him when my daughter was a year old found out he was cheating on me, um, didn't really care at that time. Got into another relationship and it was really bad too. He beat the crap out of me and my mom kept saying, Shannon, the Lord's watching over for you and I was like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't seem like it. I got really dark, got in trouble with the law, got into an eating disorder, had anorexic bulimia. Um, the alcoholism. Um, my daughter was two and I finally decided that that was enough. I had had a hysterectomy, was told I had cervical cancer so it was like okay this is really enough. I gotta do something. I did listen to my mom but it took me a long time to say oh yeah God really is there for me right. and it was hard and then when I did turn my life around it got even more glorious. And then I met my husband that I'm married to now. And um, it's better now, stronger. I have a love for the Lord. I strive for the Lord. We've adopted four beautiful children. Um, we, I totally believe that God has a purpose for us for adopting the children from foster care. And it's made a difference. God has really made a purpose in my life and made me stronger. Um, I really rely on Him when things go wrong. I always pray to God 
God, will you help me? God, can you, can you show me the light is how it is. And he does show me the light. It may not be right away, but I don't give up on the Lord because I know in time you have to go through all these things. Christ forgave us our sins to, so that we could move on and forgive others. It's not always easy to forgive. I, I know that. And it's taken me a hard time to forgive, but I have forgiven. God has forgiven my sins, and it symbolizes that I have been become clean once again. My name is Shannon Cole, and I have decided to follow Jesus. Amen. <laughs> yes. It's a little chilly. <laughs> so, we'll stand and chat for a second, and you'll get used to it, then, then we'll go down. But, um, friends, this is our sister, Shannon Cole. And Shannon, do you covenant with Outfitter Church to be discipled by us and to make disciples with us? Yes, I do. In Outfitter Church, do you make a covenant with Shannon that you will disciple her and help her to make disciples with us? We do. Amen. Okay, now we can, we can see. Okay. Based upon your public profession of faith in Christ Jesus, I baptize you now, my sister, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death, and raised to walk in a new life. I will be reading out of Acts chapter 8, verse 32 through 38. Now the scripture passage he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. The eunuch said to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about, himself or someone else? Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus. Beginning with that scripture, as they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? So he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Growing up, I, uh, I always knew that God was there and that He was watching everything I did and, and that everything I did was uh, for a reason. Um, however, I never had any remorse or felt like there were consequences for what I was doing. Um, and even knowing that God was there, I never... Uh, made the effort to do the right thing and there were several times daily I was doing things that I know I shouldn't be doing or 
or behaving improperly or thinking badly about people. And uh, basically that hadn't changed for like 25 years. Grew up with my dad Catholic and uh, I didn't follow that religion. I was baptized Catholic. Um, however, I never did follow that religion. I went to church with my friends and his family and uh, that's when I learned to talk to God. But even then, I still never gave my faith to God. I never accepted God. Um, and then uh, after high school, I made a family. Uh, I've got a fiance and children. Um, and I mean, I'm there, you know, I, we're, we're doing good, but there's struggles that I have every day with my family, like talking to my kids the wrong way or my, my fiance the wrong way. And, um, I'm not proud of it. Uh, it's something that I got to work on every day. And that's something that God's really helping me with. He sacrificed his son for us so that we can be forgiven for our sins and so that we can have the opportunity to go to heaven even though we're 26 years old and finally accepting God into our lives. The reason I came to Christ is because I have my family around me. Uh, my brother Lucas is a Christian and I've got this major influence, a really good friend of mine. Uh, that came into my life recently and he's a very powerful person and I can see all the good that God's doing for these people <clears throat> and like I said I know I believe in God I've always have I just haven't accepted him and one day I just I'm sitting in church listening to the pastor and it was just it was time I don't know how to explain it but it it hit me like a sack of bricks and he gave me the opportunity to pray with him at the end of the sermon and to accept God in my heart <clears throat> and I just out loud started praying along with him and uh, it was a extremely powerful uh, life-changing moment Heck and yeah. since then um, my outlook, my morale, my motive, everything has improved and I've, I've found reasons to be better. My name is Patrick Winholtz and I've decided to follow Jesus. So this is uh, our brother, Patrick Windholtz, and um, brother, I'm encouraged by you. And uh, as I look over here, I see so many of his family members, and, and Patrick, I just want to say, brother, that it's our prayer and it's our trust that God's going to do great things in your family. I think of uh, your beautiful family that's home right now with some sickness, unfortunately, but Patrick still knew, he's like, I'm not waiting another day. I'm following Jesus in baptism. Um, and so his family's going to be able to watch this later. And I think about beautiful little Brianna. 
she now has a daddy that will constantly love her and teach her who God is and that God loves her more than you could ever even try to and that God sent his son for her so that she could know her true heavenly father. And so I think about what God's going to do in your family, brother, and it pumps me up. You, and so I am, I am super excited. And his brother, Lucas, uh, who he spoke about in the video, had to get called out to, to go to work on Tuesday. And so when he gets back, we're going to be baptizing him as well. And so, uh, Patrick, uh, I know it's cold, but I want to share more of your story. Um, <laughs> He mentioned a lot of this, and, and his mother's sitting right here, and, and he grew up with a foundation in knowing God. And I think there's some people sitting here in this room tonight that have a very similar story to Patrick. They believe that God is good and that he blesses us. But it was a powerful thing that you said, I've never put my faith in him. I've never turned my life to follow his teachings. And that's what you did just a couple of weeks ago uh, and we, man, I was praying for him because we'd met and he's like, I'm ready to join the church. I'm ready to get baptized. But I knew that he didn't have that personal relationship with Jesus yet. At least I was pretty confident he didn't. And it was amazing that as we prayed for God to make that clear to him that you said, all right, I've known you my whole life, but I want to follow you. And you, and you surrendered, you turned away from your sin, and now you're following Jesus. When I mean, you're not going to be perfect, none of us are but you have now been redeemed and adopted by God into the family of God. So that pumps me up. <clears throat> All right, Patrick, amen. Patrick, do you commit to being discipled by and making disciples with Outfitter Church? I do. And in church, do you make a covenant to disciple Patrick and to help him make disciples with us? Yeah. Amen. All right, let's take a seat. Patrick, based upon your public profession of faith in Christ Jesus, I baptize you now, my brother, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, buried in likeness of his death and raised to walk in new life. Amen. Amen. Friends, Tonight, what we have celebrated is that literally four souls have eternally been changed. Two of those were several years ago in their younger years, and two of those were from Christmas Eve to just a few weeks ago. God is doing great things in this city and in this area, and we get to be a part of that. And so we, we celebrate that with God, and we celebrate our new family in Christ. And so now I'm going to ask our, uh, my wife, my beautiful bride, to come and, and just lead us to worship God through song. We're going to sing a couple songs, and I'm going to come back and close us out with just a short charge. Um, and so let's worship the Lord, and let's praise Him for what He's done. As you sing these lyrics, I want you to think about what He's done in these four people's lives. And then I want you to reflect on what He's done in your life. And I want you to praise God for His goodness. Amen. We praise God for His goodness, and I praise God for our first baptisms of 2020 and our first baptisms at the hangar. Praise the Lord. Amen. What I want to do is very briefly look at two passages of Scripture. 
that talk about what just happened. And then I want us to close and I want us to think about where we are with God. And if you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus, I'm going to urge you and beg you, just like I begged my sister, to continue seeking Christ. If it doesn't make sense yet, pray every single night that God would make it make sense until it does. That's what I'm going to ask you. There's no no under-the-table moves here tonight. You know exactly what I'm going to close with. But I want to look at two passages of Scripture with you. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 and 21, it's on the screen behind you, and if you have, uh, there's Bibles on the insides of your rows. If you have one of those, it's on page 1032. And if you need a Bible, that's our gift to you. We want you to be able to study God's Word. And so that is free. That's, that's our gift to you. But look on the screens or look, look in your text with me at Galatians 2, verses 20 and 21. He writes, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. It is, I'm going to use the word almost because I'm not God. It is almost impossible to not believe that Jesus of Nazareth was a human being and was born and lived. Almost nobody disagrees that Jesus of Nazareth is a historical person. The question is whether he is the Messiah and whether or not his claims of being God and dying on the cross for your sins and mine, is that true? That's what you've got to decide tonight. Friends, that's what these four people decided at one point in time in their life. And you notice that it oftentimes came out of a darkness. It oftentimes came out of a situation where, where God had stripped them of all things that they could put their hope in. God had, God had taken away the comforts of this life to show them their need to find comfort in Him. This is what happened. He says, this is what all four of these people, Shannon, Joanne, Taryn, and Patrick just said, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. That's what we said when we buried in the likeness of his death. That symbolizes that at one point they died to their sinful desires of this earth. They died to him. How, and, and as Paul read in one of the scriptures, how can we continue to live in our sin if we've died to it? Doesn't mean we're going to have sinless perfection, but it does mean we're going to be different. And so it says, I have been crucified. I've been killed with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for you. Let me just tell you, friends, church, Christ gave himself for us. So many times we think, oh, we got this new Bible plan, and and I forgot to read it today, and now God's not going to bless me because I forgot to read my Bible. 
Or, or, oh man, I missed this opportunity to share the gospel. And, and constantly, church, we're kicking ourselves and we're thinking we've got to do all these perfect things to get God to love us. Friends, he already he gave himself for us and loves us. Yes, of course, any true love that you've been given should motivate you to then truly love them back in holiness and, and acting according to what the standards are of that love. And so, yes, we, we walk away from our sin and we walk towards Jesus. But church, can I just remind you that the, the Son of God who you've put your faith in, He has loved you and given Himself for you. And if you're in this room tonight and you have not truly trusted in Christ as your personal Savior and turned away from your sin to follow Him, He has loved you and given Himself for you. Let me focus on this real quick. I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. What, what, what Paul's saying here is that the grace of God is a gift. It's given to you freely. Okay? He says, I do not set that aside. For if righteousness, being made right with God, could be attained by the law, what he's referring to is the entire Old Testament. All the laws that if you follow these things, you are a perfect covenant child of God and you belong to him. Guess what? We've got thousands of years of, of Jews that tried and failed. And Paul says, I don't set aside the grace of God for if perfection and, and being right with God can come through obeying the law, then Christ died for nothing. Friends, you cannot get to God on your own. That's why it was necessary for God to die for you. There was no other way to be made right with the God that created you. So Christ had to come and die in that place. I also want to read to you Romans 8, 1 through 8. It says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, because the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Again, talking about the law. The law was all these rules that God set up and said, follow these. They weren't bad laws. They were great laws, but we as humans couldn't keep them. And so he's saying that we've been now set free from, by Jesus, we've been set free from having to obtain perfection according to God's law. It says what the law could not do since it was weakened by our flesh, God did. He condemned sin in the flesh by sending his own son in the likeness of, the law, in the likeness of sinful flesh as a sin offering. In order that the law's requirement would be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on the things of the Spirit. Now the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. The mindset on the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it is unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. I told you I wanted to read two scriptures and I wanted to challenge you and figure out where are you with God? Because my assumption is that there's people in this room that would say that I'm a good person. I may not walk right with Jesus right now, but I'm a good person. 
And what I want to say to you is that the Bible doesn't give you that category. Now, if you say, well, the Bible's not true, well, then we've got some different arguments. Then what is true? How the heck do you know what's true if God's not true? I believe that God is true. I believe that God has loved you and given himself here. I believe that God has spoken through a trustworthy and reliable word that we call the Bible. And so I'm going to take those assumptions and I'm going to then base my life off them and I'm asking, where are you with God? You're either set on the flesh, which means sinful things, or you're set on the spirit of God. You're set on obeying God. There is no in-between. That is a great lie of our world today. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. The only way to know true life is to follow the God who gave it to you. And we fall short of that. We've sinned. We've done things our own way against God's word. Right? I have, you have. We're all sinners. But God loves us and gave himself for us. So my encouragement to you today, church, is to remember. So often we forget what God has done for us. So often we, we just get caught up in the busyness of life. So church, may tonight, after we've seen four baptisms, praise God, may we just reflect on the fact that God has loved us and given himself for us. We are dearly loved, adopted, redeemed children of God. And for you in the room who doesn't know Christ yet as your, as your Savior and as your Lord, Jesus had a phrase when he taught all the time. He said, he who has ears, let him hear. And what he was saying is, is if you heard from God while I've been talking, go ahead and follow him. And I can't make you follow Jesus. But I can, like I did with my sister Taryn, say, you got two choices, heaven or hell. Now, I'm not going to do a, a hellfire and brimstone. I'm not going to scare you into heaven. But what I want to say is I lived an awesome sinful life. I had a lot of fun, and I was really good at sinning. I'm on the other side of the fence now. I follow Jesus now. And I would never go back. The life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. I have been crucified with Christ. And all the things that brought me the greatest joy in the world back then, I found out when I found true joy that all that other stuff was empty. That's why I had to keep going more and more and worse and worse and harder and harder because it was never enough. Friends, now my soul has rested that I have found the one true God. And I ask you, have you found the one true God? I'm going to ask my wife to come back up and, and to sing, an, and just to, actually just to play some music for us right now as we make some decisions. And then we're going to sing one more song, and we'll close like we always do with, with announcements and with prayer for a church plant. We've got awesome news to share with you. There is nothing magical about this prayer that I'm fixing to pray. 
but there is something powerful about what God does in your life when you hear his word preached and when you see lives changed for eternity. There's something powerful. And so my question to you is, do you have ears to hear? As you saw the baptisms, as you heard the word of God preached, as you heard the four stories of how God radically changed your lives, have you also said, okay, I want that. I need that. I'm going to ask everyone to, to close their eyes and bow their heads with me. There's nothing spiritual about that either. It just gives us a time and a place to, to make some decisions in privacy. You've heard from God. You've heard from his word. And you heard from people who have put their faith in him. If you're ready to put your faith in Jesus, I'm going to say some truth. And I just want you to repeat that. If you're ready to follow Jesus, this is what I want you to pray after me. God, I need you. These stories were powerful. I see that you changed their lives and I want you to change mine. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe he rose again. And I believe you can forgive me of all my sins. I'm turning from my sin and I'm following you, Jesus. Give me a new life and set me free. from my sins. I give you my life, Lord. Do with it what you want. In Jesus' name. Now with your heads bowed and eyes closed still, if you prayed that prayer and you, you confessed and you decided to follow Jesus, what I want you to do is I want you to mark that on your connection card that you were given. If you weren't given one, I want you to go get one at the back table, and I want you to write that down. Leave me your number so I can call you and make sure you have a Bible. Help me connect you to a church that so desperately wants to love you, to help you make disciples, and to make disciples with you. Let me pray for the church now, and then we will worship God through song. Father, you are amazing. Thank you, Jesus, that we got to baptize four people today. We pray, God, that our church would reach more people for Christ. That we would go out and that we would tell the world what you've done for us. And God, I ask that when we do that, that you would then draw those people to Christ because they see there's something about you that demands response. God, help us to shepherd and to love these folks who have given their lives to Christ and who have pledged themselves to our church and who have followed in baptism. They are our family. 
and they are our responsibility. We want to be faithful to disciple them well and help them make disciples. We love you, God. All this would be useless without you. Thank you for calling us and giving us life and a purpose. In Jesus' name, amen.